a Christmas movie? And welcome to episode 60 of Two Geeks, Two Beers, a festive special with Mary Morgan and Tiny Tom. Hello. Uh, wait a minute. Well, that's... All right. Fine. Yeah. It was an obvious gag. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is our fifth festive special. Wow. We kicked things off in 2015 with the 12 Days of Geekmas. Then we mashed up Christmas and Halloween in 2016 for our festive Fright Fest. In 2017, we ranked Screen Scrooges. And in 2018, we ranked Screen Santas. But you'll be pleased to hear, this year we've stopped short of ranking the G's-Eye. Which <laughs> we did think about. We did seriously consider at one point. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Is it really a year ago since we did the Santas? <sighs> That's depressing. Oh, that is depressing. Instead. <laughs> oh, it's depressing. Christmas depressing. <laughs> Instead. Mad world. <laughs> we're turning our attentions to a question that always rears its head at this time of year. Mm. It's an inevitable part of the festivities, but it's bound to cause controversy like Brussels sprouts or your granny after a few sherries and that question is is it a Christmas movie so every year it comes up most notably Die Hard is Die Hard a Christmas movie people have very strong opinions on the matter and it's a hill they're willing to die on hard (laughs) so in this episode Tom and I will be discussing six movies some that we consider to be unconventional Christmas classics and others traditionally considered festive fare that we'll argue have no place in the Christmas calendar (laughs) Beers, yeah. honestly. Have we done better than normal? Well, normally, normally in our Christmas specials, we, we don't do very well. No, 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 we come up short. But I actually found some Christmas-themed beers. Ooh. Festive fare. Um, and because it's Christmas, there's there's a, few, a lot of beer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, dealer's choice. Oh. Uh, would you like to start off with, because we'll be drinking both, uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year beer. Oh, wow. Um, from the Anchor Brewing Company of San Francisco, California. So it's actually called Merry Christmas, Happy New Year beer. Yeah, it's like it's like spe- it's their special ale that it's they exactly make at this time of year. Or would you like a Yule Christmas ale from the White Hag Irish Brewing Company? Okay, I'm going to start with the Merry Christmas beer, just because it looks like it's going to be tougher. <laughs> Is that better to start with that? I just thought I'd end on a high. Alright. Okay. Still got the shit bottle opener. You could just... Like compile hours and hours of <laughs> and it would be hours yeah of, of audio of us failing to open beer bottles okay well done let's try me nope nope there we go there we go cheers okay so is it a Christmas movie I'm going to start off mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with the film that often sparks this debate Die Hard Die Hard okay Come to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Now, in case you don't know, the film follows off-duty New York City police... Hang on, we've done this. We did a whole Die Hard episode. Yeah, just... The film follows <laughs> off-duty New York Police Department officer John McClane, Bruce Willis, who is caught in a Los Angeles skyscraper during a heist led by Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman. Okay. Right. Thoughts on whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Um, I say, yes, it is I, a Christmas movie. I would agree. Um, because, mm. in my opinion... Mm. Um, 
there's Christmas music throughout. <laughs> yeah. There is. Yeah. Ending with the Let It Snow cover. Correct. At the end. Um, who did that one at the end? So. Is it Perry Como? So this is one of my points. You've, okay. brought, you've, you've anticipated this. Yeah. One of the reasons I think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, the soundtrack features tracks like Let It Snow by Vaughan Munro. Vaughan Munro. Mm. Uh, Winter Wonderland, yeah. also on the soundtrack. Christmas and in Hollis. Christmas in Hollis <laughs> by Run DMC. Yeah. Thought I'd surprise you with that. Yeah. No? no. <laughs> I feel like um, the Christmas atmos mm. stays with it throughout. Because mm. also, not only that music, mm. but the soundtrack by Michael Kamen. Michael Kamen. Um, has lots of sort of jingly... Again, yeah. another of my points. Well yeah. done, Tom. Yeah. The score also features sleigh bells yeah, in, some of, it. its, in, in some of its musical cues. Yeah. Jingly things. Jingly things. Jingly things. <laughs> jingly things. Jingly things. Um, yeah, that's two of my points. Well done. You can, you can do this for me. Yeah. Um, no, but it just has the theme of you know a, a guy having to yes. overcome adversity or yes. whatever, and he's and he's uh, trying to get a way to get back with his family and have a nice time together. And, right. You know. All right. You're just right. Yeah. I'll let you speak. Yeah, so no, but you, this is good. We're, we're you know we're aligned on, on all major yeah, points. Yeah. So again, yeah. So Christmassy songs on the soundtrack. Yeah. Sleigh bells uh, in the score. Yeah. Set on Christmas Eve, much of it during a work Christmas party that of the uh, Nakatomi Corporation. Yeah. So it's it's about a Christmas event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of Hans Gruber's henchmen, or at least his corpse, uh, <laughs> dons, dons a Christmas hat. Yeah. Which leads uh, Hans to deliver Santa's famous catchphrase. Yeah. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Don't know about you, but that fills me with festive cheer. And that spawned uh, one of the best Christmas jumpers that you can get. Well, how everyone can, has now. How can Die Hard not be a Christmas movie if you can get a Die Hard Christmas jumper? Exactly. Uh, as you, you know, very clearly pointed out, it is literally a movie about a man fighting to spend the holidays with his family, yeah. including his wife. Holly, Holly. Holly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it features festive themes like family, goodwill, forgiveness, and redemption. Like Al, who rediscovers how great guns are. <laughs> Doesn't matter that you shot a kid because now you shot a terrorist. So your karma's <laughs> evened out. Evened out. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, Empire readers, who, you know, very much film connoisseurs, yeah. they declared Die Hard the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Wow. As did Forbes, again, a very respectable yeah, establishment. Yeah. Well, Entertainment Weekly and The Hollywood Reporter, they both put it at number four on their list of the greatest ever Christmas movies. The Guardian, the God, come on, The Guardian, put it at number eight. Uh, now, there's one person who didn't agree, though. Who? Bruce. Yeah, now. <laughs> Not that we believe or trust anything he says since 2013. Exactly, you don't listen to anything Bruce Willis says. Yes, so famously at his Comedy Central roast, Bruce Willis did say... Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, it's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. Uh, well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. However, Bruce was, don't get me wrong, you know, the, front, the, the, the lead, yeah. very much an integral part of Die Hard, but the man who, you know, spawned Die Hard, uh, screenwriter Stephen D'Souza, yeah. uh, in, on, actually on Christmas Eve uh, 2017, he stated on Twitter that Die Hard is in fact oh, a Christmas film. There you go. That's the guy who, that's the guy who made it. Don't, yeah. how dare you second guess his intentions. I think what it is, mm. is that, although I could watch Die Hard any time of the year, mm. unlike other films on this list, which we'll get onto, yeah. I only like watching it at uh, Christmas. And that, for Christmas. me, makes it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, but one of the you know main sticking points for people who say Die Hard is mm. not a Christmas movie is that it was released... This is my negative point. In summer... What were they thinking? 1988. I know we probably 
talked about this in a mm. diehard episode, but I still don't understand why they did that. Well, they probably didn't think of it as a Christmas movie. The 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 distributors, what do they know? The man. It wouldn't happen now, would it? If he made a film set at Christmas, yeah. he wouldn't release it in the height of summer. He just wouldn't do it. Well, I think there's a few more examples actually to go further down the list. Wow. So, you say Die Hard's not a Christmas movie because it was released in the summer? Yeah. By that rationale, none of the following are Christmas movies. Holiday Inn, the what? Bing Crosby film, which debuted the song White Christmas. Yeah. That was released in August 1942. Bizarre. Oh, that's not a Christmas movie. Although that film, mm. again, mm. if we were doing that film, mm. I would say it wasn't a Christmas movie because... The White, the white Christmas movie. I know, movie. even it has White Christmas in it. Mm. Um, it's Holiday Inn, so it goes through different holidays say of the what? year. What? <laughs> Holiday Inn, say oh. what? It's Holiday Inn, mm. so it goes through different holidays of the year. So it's not just Christmas. It has a whole segment about Easter and a whole segment... You know what I mean? It's just as much an Easter film as it is a... Fine. Christmas in Connecticut. <laughs> that classic. August 1945. All right. Not a classic. Miracle on 34th what? Street, which we talked about in Ranking the Santas, actually. June 1947. What were they thinking? Yeah, okay. What were they thinking? Again, I'm sure we bitched about that last year, but still. <laughs> I was drunk. I can't remember. And The Apartment, a classic feel-good Christmas movie with Jack Lemmon, great guy. June 1960. Strange. Oh, no, those are Christmas movies. Strange. And to top it all off, 20th Century Fox, all right, they may have released Die Hard in the summer initially, but they have since backtracked because they released a special Die Hard Christmas edition home media release in December 2018 for the film's 30th anniversary, featuring a very special recut trailer. Oh. It's this is John. Nice beer. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. Is that- We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. But when he gets stuck at the office party... Merry Christmas! It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! ...he'll never forget. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the party, pal! This Christmas... It's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells. And deck the halls with bows of Bruce Willis. Mother the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother. Together in the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. Hans. (laughs) Bobby. Eat it, Harvey. Holy shit. I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. Come on. It's a Christmas movie. It's the greatest Christmas movie ever made. I'll leave you with this. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yay or nay? I say yippee-ki-yay. Sorted. Resolved. Good. At last. All right, well, my turn. Mm. Should we stick on the same sort of theme? Yeah, why not? Lethal weapon. Interesting. Be years, I'm supposed to tell you you're breaking in a new partner in on this. Partner again? Yeah, some cat he's on loan from dope. Real burnout, on the ragged edge. Oh, perfect. Gun! Raj, meet your new partner. In case you haven't seen Lethal Weapon, I mean, where have you been? Why haven't you seen Lethal Weapon? Uh, classic buddy cop film. A mm. uh, pair of mismatched LAPD detectives, Martin Riggs, Mel Gibson, 
a former Green Beret, apparently, I didn't know that, who has become suicidal. It's quite dark at times. Uh, nice and Christmassy. Following the death of his wife and Roger Murtar, played with Danny Glover, a 50-year-old veteran of the force, they are forced to work together as partners and japes occur. <laughs> that what it says? No, I, I put that bit in. I enjoyed that. Also stars Gary Busey. It does. Yeah. I didn't re- realise that yeah. this actually came out before Die Hard. So I thought Die Hard came out first, mm. set at Christmas, and then Lethal Weapon came out and copied it. Mm. No, other way around. Well... It came out the year before Die Hard. So how do you feel... I of, say, is, is, is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? It's often, you know, there are often screenings of Lethal Weapon yeah. around Christmas, often shown on TV around Christmas. Yeah. I say no. Okay. Interesting. Before you launch yeah. into your argument, can I just give you a few points yeah, as yeah. to why I would argue mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. or, or at least it may be. You know, I'm willing to be swayed. <laughs> okay. Again, like Die Hard, set at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, after visiting his wife's grave, Riggs. He spends Christmas with the Murtars, mm-hmm. having become close friends with Murtar, bonding with the rest of the family. Again, themes of family, redemption, forgiveness, yeah. all very very Christmassy. Goodwill to all men. It's written by Shane Black, <laughs> who is famous for setting many of his films, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Nice Guys, The Long Kiss Goodnight, around Christmas. He loves Christmas. He loves Christmas. Loves, loves a bit of Christmas. Shane Black loves Christmas. Yeah. So the festive setting is not just incidental. Yeah. Uh, the Christmas song, Jingle Bell Rock, mm-hmm. is uh, played during the opening credits. Yeah. And Wikipedia... Also lists it under the categories of both American Christmas films and 1980s Christmas films. All right. So, <laughs> well, Wikipedia says it. Reto- it? Yeah, Wikipedia says it. it. Must be true. Well, I I understand all that. You take that all out board. I, all, all the themes make sense and all yeah. that. But for me personally, mm. *Lethal Weapon* is one of those films. Even though I've seen it loads of times, each time I come back to it, mm. completely forget it's set at Christmas. Yeah. Right. Like *Die yeah, Hard*. That's true. You have in your brain it's Christmas. Yeah. For some reason with Lethal Weapon, it doesn't resonate. There's yeah. so much other stuff that happens yeah. that it could take place at any time of year. And plus, I think because it's set, is it in LA or something? Mm. It's so sunny, the backdrop and everything. Mm. It doesn't feel like it's Christmas. Apart mm. from like the end bit when it goes and goes back to the Myotar's house and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And obviously the music, as you mentioned. I feel like it doesn't feel... I feel but, like you could set it any time of year. But also, it does the music. It does open with Jingle Bell Rock, but most of the music in Lethal Weapon is that sort of. Yeah, Jingle Bell Rock plays at the start mm. as a woman snorts cocaine and leaps to her own death. <laughs> Very festive. There is also Arbor Home for Christmas, Silent Night, Jingle Bells, First right. Noel. There is lots of Christmas music mm. in it. Um, but yeah, I just. I, I don't feel like. I feel like you could set the entire film any time of year mm. and it would still feel exactly the same. Sure, I take that point. I yeah. do take that point. Yeah. Christmas feels integral to Die Hard. Yeah. It feels incidental yeah. to Lethal Weapon. I feel like there's, I'd say 75% or more of the film, mm. you'd, be, you'd forget that it's set at Christmas. Yeah. Like, um, well, the Christmas tree scene's pretty cool. You know, yeah. the bit where he's like, got the gun and he's like, trying to get, he's, uh, Mel Gibson's like, going, weaving throughout all the trees. That's yeah. pretty cool. But those could just be trees. But they could just be Do trees. Do they need to be Christmas trees? Yeah. Yeah, like, put, you better fucking it. Thanks. Okay, so let's do it. How much? How much for how much? For all of it. You want it all? Yep. He wants it he all. He wants it all. Beautiful. <laughs> all right, congratulations. Maybe a nice six-footer to put it under, huh? <laughs> you want a tree? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you the best tree I got in a lot for nothing. Hey, thanks. But the shit's going to cost you, a uh, hundred. What, that much? Hey, you said you liked it. That's a fair price. Yeah. Yeah, hell, you only live once. <laughs> <laughs> Get this together here. <laughs> 20, 40, 60, 70, 
Hey, man. Hey. Come on, shut up, man. I'm losing count. 93, 94, 95, 96. Forget it, you dumb shit. 100,000. 100,000 dollars. Did you hear what he said? 100,000? I'm sorry, I can't afford that. Not on my salary. But look, I'll tell you what, I got a better idea. Here. Now, let me say I, uh, I take the whole stash off your hands for free. You assholes can go oh, to jail. Hey, what do you whoa, say about that? When asked about the theory in 2017, Mel Gibson laughed at how big it was in the 80s to set films with a Christmas backdrop. Do you know when this film came out? What time of year? No. March. Spring. So not even summer. Like, mm-hmm. it's closer to Christmas, technically. No, but, but you've yeah. just had Christmas. You've just had Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's Christmas like... out. You don't yeah. want any more. Um, he joked that all directors at the time would say, set it at Christmas, lots of snow, funny little songs, music to kill by, you know? Music to kill by. Yeah. My Mel Gibson impression, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, I say while it has a nice Christmas at the end and is about you know the importance of friends and mm. family and forgiveness, mm. I just I definitely argue that it isn't a Christmas movie in the same way that Die Hard is. Mm. I think if you if you were going to take Christmas out of Die Hard, yeah, you have to rewrite it quite severely. Yeah, exactly. You could probably take Christmas out of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. You know, without too much. There's not any plot point that mm. has to be at Christmas. Nothing hinges on Christmas. No. Other films like Die Hard and yeah. other ones that we'll get to in a minute. You kind of it makes sense. There's an element yeah. where it's it's yeah. Riggs could have just been going to uh, the Murtaugh house for a, yeah. a lovely dinner. Yeah, didn't have to be exactly. just dinner. Nice yeah. that it was. Yeah. Didn't have to be. Yeah. Could have just been any old trees. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Not a Christmas. Not a Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Great sure. movie, but not a Christmas movie. We will do yeah. a Lethal Weapon episode at some point. I say. Yeah, we should actually. Yeah. Why haven't done that? Yeah. All right. Turn back to you. Back to me. Groundhog Day! Watched it two days ago. Did you? Yeah, it was just on telly. Enjoy it. Oh, my all time favourite films, but. What a great movie. Yeah. It's Groundhog Day! Groundhog time. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. Weatherman Phil Connors is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Mad! Man Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Bing! But Phil's about to find out. He's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck. In Groundhog Day. I'm reliving the same day over and over. Phil? Ned Ryerson? Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again? But is it a Christmas movie? Thoughts? No. What? It's set in February. Nothing to do with Christmas. It's just got snow in it. Mm. Not a Christmas movie at all. Mm. Done. Right, next. All right, next. Uh, God, this going to be a short episode. No. So Groundhog Day is a 1993 American fantasy comedy film directed by Harold Ramis. Yep. Egon from uh, Ghostbusters. Has a little cameo in the film as well. He does. Written by Ramis and Danny Rubin. It stars Bill Murray as Phil Connors. Ned, uh, a TV weatherman who, during an assignment covering the annual Groundhog Day event, is caught in a time loop, repeatedly reliving the same day. Now, as you pointed out, yeah, one of the strongest arguments <laughs> against Groundhog Day being a Christmas movie because it's not a Christmas movie is because it's not set at Christmas. Nothing to do with Christmas. So famously, it is mostly set on one day, which is February the second. Yeah, over and over and over yeah. again, yeah. Christmas does not really play a part yeah. in Groundhog Day. No. However, I do have mm, snow. Some arguments. One, one, one of my notes here says a lot of snow. There is a lot of snow. Uh, well, why did you watch it recently? 
Fest- well, it, it was on telly. Mm, all right. Yeah, why did they put it on telly? Because of, ask yeah. yourself that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of snow. Yeah. So it, at one point in the film, like crucially, uh, a blizzard blankets the region in snow, stranding Phil and his team in Puxatawney. <laughs> Uh, and the, the film later on features snowball fights and ice sculptures, yeah, yeah. both pivotal moments in the film. Uh, but I think, more crucially, writer Danny Rubin, he said that his main inspiration for the film was the 1892 story Christmas Every Day mm-hmm. by William Dean Howells. Oh. You know, it's about an Amer- a young American girl whose wish that Christmas would come daily is granted for an entire year. So it did actually originate as a Christmas story. That's, it's, it's literally, I wish it could be Christmas every day. <laughs> Or I uh, wish it could be a wumbling Merry Christmas every day. <laughs> uh, and also, I'd say Groundhog Day is essentially, you know, at its roots, a modern-ish take Scrooge, isn't it? on a Christmas carol. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, I know he... Find redemption. In Bill Murray literally did Scrooge, <laughs> which was a modern take on a Christmas carol. To our Scrooge episode. Yeah. But, I'd say, yeah, this is, this is a modern take on a Christmas carol. It's a miserly old grouch who's unable to reach the next day, much as Scrooge's, he relives mm-hmm. the same night over and over, until he sees the error of his ways. Yeah. It's Christmas It's Christmas Carol. So, and it's based on another Christmas story. There's lots of snow. <laughs> I would say, it's a Christmassy movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Okay. See what I mean? Okay. In the same way that Cool Runnings <laughs> is a Christmassy movie, just because it's fun to watch and it's got snow in it. But it's not a Christmas movie. But themes of redemption, though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, no, maybe, maybe Cool Runnings is... There'll be some people that argue that, yeah. like, there are certain films that nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever, mm. but it gives you that warm, lovely, fuzzy feeling that you should love watching at Christmas, like yeah. Back to the Future. Or yeah, something. but if, if Back to the Future had snow, I'd probably argue it was a Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Movie. <laughs> See what I mean? All I think all I need is feel good and snow. Yeah, I think that's all I need. Yeah. Which now I I I would fully admit I'm more likely to watch Groundhog Day at Christmas time than any other time of the year because it's a Christmas movie. But by definition, it yeah. is not a Christmas movie. By what definition? That's what by we're my arguing. definition. By your definition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so, mm. but then, so it's like like Frozen. Mm. That's not set at Christmas, is it? No, it feels quite Christmassy. But it's Christmassy. Frozen, Frozen Two has just come out at Christmas. But it's not a Christmas movie. I don't know. It's not why... about Christmas. <sighs> it's not integral to the plot. Mm. Nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. There's a lot. Of snow, it's a Christmassy though. movie. It's a festive movie. Put it that way. It's a festive film. Right. So recently, though, just one final retort. Uh, <laughs> someone on Twitter they, they added uh, Prime Video UK Amazon Prime Video okay. UK and they said so at Prime Video UK have Groundhog Day included in their Christmas movie collection mm. which is weird what with it being a film that is entirely set on February the 2nd yeah. and is in no way shape or form a movie that has a connection to Christmas yeah. was this you actually Amazon then uh, replied saying look Bill Murray is the closest thing we've got to a real-life Santa, mm. so Groundhog Day is 100% a Christmas film. Well, okay. if Amazon says it, then sure. <laughs> Definitely not unscrupulous at all. Yeah. Go out there listening. And, yeah, but they're right. Bill Murray has a strong Christmas association. As we mentioned, he starred in 1988's Scrooged and 2015's A Very Murray Christmas. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm on a on a, on a it depends which a way you're looking. losing battle. No, it depends which way you're looking at. If mm. you're going to be all romantic mm. about it... Mm. And, and think with your heart and it is a Christmas movie yeah. if you're being pedantic and like no not pedantic sorry <laughs> if you're being um, you did just say pedantic and point at yourself if you're being literal and if you're being, being a dick being about it serious taking it seriously <laughs> taking this taking this question if you're taking this question seriously it's, it's not it's not just fucking about it's look I love it and I will watch it at Christmas but it's you've already would, watched but, it at Christmas would, you literally just did but I would say it's not a Christmas movie 
I wouldn't class it a Christmas movie. In, like, if I'm going to be ranking all my films and putting them in genres, mm. I wouldn't put it as a Christmas movie. You are the sort of person who's well. Oh, I would. Who would, I who, have. who would sort their DVDs by genre? I ha- no, I've, I've got all my like downloads of my favourite films, yeah. high def and all yeah. that, in a folder on my external hard drive. And it's mm. all got little folders. Mm. Romance, uh, action, yeah. sci-fi, Christmas. Is Groundhog Day in there? No, it isn't. It's in rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So... <laughs> So, don't know why that's so I funny. I full David Brent. Yeah, you did. That's why I say deadly serious. You went full Brent. Yeah. Never, never go full Brent. <laughs> oh, not what is it? It's in rom coms. Uh, right, fine. So I. Will... But I'm happy. To, you know, we can disagree if you want. No, 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 no. I will. I will. I feel like we should wherever possible. Yeah. Because I feel like we may fall out later once we've had a few more drinks. Yeah. We should, wherever possible come to a, a consensus. Mm-hmm. And I, I will shake on Die Hard. Die Hard? How drunk am I? Groundhog Day. Yeah. Not being a Christmas movie, yeah. but being a wintry, festive yes. movie yeah. that is best enjoyed at, at this at this time of year. Yeah. So people are like, oh, you know, it's, it's like it's like oh, I don't know. What well, it's like when uh, you know my love for the lake house. Mm. You could watch that any time of year, mm. but I only ever watch it every year mm. in autumn time. When do you watch Serendipity? I watched that the same night as Groundhog Day. It was on the same channel. It was like Sony wow. Movies Channel or something. The Tom Eames Hour. And it was like, yeah, Groundhog Day finished. Like, coming up next, Serendipity. I was like, oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> and that is a Christmas movie. That is actually Why Christmas. is that a Christmas movie? It's a Christmas. Mm. <laughs> Serendipity. Look, it's shit, but amazing. Yeah, that's in no one's favourite Christmas <laughs> movies list. All right, fine. Yeah, moving on. All right. Yeah, no, shake hands. All right. All right, fine. Yeah. All right, back to you. Okay. All right, yeah, come on then. So next. Getting aggressive now. Gremlins. Hmm. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. Won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift <laughs> he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never. Let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever, mischievous, What's going on here? and dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. Yeah. 
I've this, people are going to be like switching off now. Ah, oh, what? I've probably seen Gremlins the first one yeah. once. Me too. We have. Oh god, no, no, definitely. Too. I know. Weirdly, I have a far greater attachment to Gremlins two. Never seen it. The new batch. What? Never seen it. Because it was. I think we had it on like VHS. Yeah. And as a kid, I watched Gremlins two, which is great. Over and over and over again. I think I've seen Gremlins one once, and I really enjoyed it. No, but this thing, Gremlins completely passed me by as a kid. Mm. You think that'd have been well up my street growing up? Yeah. Um, but just totally missed it. So I watched it for the first time, you know, last three or four years. So it's in recent memory. Yeah. Um, you don't, really have, you it. don't have to bite that deeply into your history. No, no, to, no. to reach Gremlins. No, just sort of lick it. <laughs> um, it was so it's not that long ago. Mm. And that's a classic Christmas. And movie, I enjoyed right? it. Like, you know, uh, normally, you, mm. if it's so, this sort of film was something that'd be in your childhood, yeah, it, it, you know. But the fact that I watched it as an adult and enjoyed mm. it, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. So it's a good movie, and it's like it, it is a Christmas movie, I would say, but maybe like an offbeat Christmas movie. It's yeah. like it's like the movie version of like Fairy Tale in New York. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why? Well, because it's like the hipster's choice. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, it's like, I, no. I have to admit, I hate it mm. when people are listing their favorite Christmas mm. movies all the time, and they say Gremlins is their favorite Christmas yeah. movie. It's like, all right, it's yeah. good. It's not. It's not the best Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, but like, like my favorite Christmas song of all time is "Stop the Cavalry," and everybody <laughs> like that is even more hipster than "Fairy Tale of New York." Yeah, but saying that, I am arguing after much deliberating with myself <laughs> that it is a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. You flipped. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I don't like it being people's favorite Christmas fine. movie, but it is a Christmas movie. But we did. We did agree to it being in this episode on the yeah. premise that you would say it was not a no, Christmas No, I'm movie. saying it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so you agree already? Well, that's going to be a great well, debate. Okay, well, look. Um, well, well, the, well, the, well, the reasoning behind it. Well, well can, we, can we at least discuss... Because initially, when yeah. we had a discussion about this episode, yeah. you said you were going to say that Gremlins wasn't a Christmas yeah. movie. So can you explain why you thought it <laughs> yeah. wasn't and well, now no, why you've turned around? I forgot, right? That, um, <laughs> because, I, because I forgot. I thought it was like Lethal Weapon in yeah. that Christmas was like a byproduct. Yeah. Which is sort of incidental, is, but mm. unlike *Lethal Weapon*, the whole plot of the film only exists because of Christmas. Right. Because Randall Peltzer heads to Chinatown mm. to find a Christmas gift for his son Billy. True. The whole point True. of it is because yeah. it's Christmas. Yeah. He ends up with a lovely Gizmo, um, the Mogwai. How do you explain what happens in *Gremlins*? I mean, everyone's seen *Gremlins*, haven't they? So he ends up the lovely Gizmo, right? Mm. The 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 Mogwai weird creature thing. Remember the band Mogwai? Mogwai, yeah. yeah. Um, so he kind of Gizmo is kind of like the symbol of a pet is for life, not just for Christmas. Another reason. Like a classic Christmas message. Yeah. Um, but then as more Mogwai appear, and the movie, it's weird because it goes sort of semi horror in mm. a way, sort of family horror, um, but throughout it all, there are plenty of moments that kind of make it clear that it's a Christmas movie. Such as? Well, we got uh, Gizmo, who plays keyboard with a Santa hat on. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, evil Gremlins. Is that what they're called, or are they called something else? No, they're, they're Gremlins. They're all called Gremlins. They haven't got a name. The bad ones. No, they're, gre- they're, 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 they're the Gremlins. I wondered if they had another name. Mogwai. Um, is the, the race. Is, but they're like the furry race. They're the nice ones. They're nice ones. Ah, uh, the Gremlins are the bad ones. Yeah. Um, I think so, right? Yeah, it makes or, sense. Or, or is it like Xenomorph, and that's not actually the name of the alien? Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're, we're losing nerd credit either way. But anyway, evil gremlins, or just gremlins, <laughs> they sing Christmas carols in the film. Yeah. Uh, and they again end up getting sloshed in the pub at one point. Very, which ver- is very Christmas. Very festive. Yeah. yeah. Christmas carolers. I hate Christmas carolers. Screeching voice. No. 
loose snippers. I warned you, Brad! And it's got like a heartwarming theme. You know, Billy and Kate, they get together to try and stop the... Uh, the gremlins mm. and destroying the town. Mm. Kate shares her tragic reason why her family don't celebrate Christmas. Do you remember? Is she Jewish? <laughs> Not that that's a tragic reason. No, her dad died uh, by getting stuck in a chimney. <laughs> and if that's not Christmas, I don't know what else is. Like at Christmas? Yeah. Or was it just like, every time, I think, every time I think of Santa, I think of dad. <laughs> so what, was he trying to be Santa? I think he was trying to be Santa and he died. What a way to go. Um, but yeah, I feel like also it's got that kind of family movie quality to it, mm. right? That works well as a Christmas movie. Yep, yeah, yeah. But with that, it has all the yeah. Christmassy backdrops. Fine. That's fine. And because you can't, you can't say to me no. that Groundhog Day isn't a Christmas no. movie despite being feel good yeah, yeah. and then say Gremlins so it's is... It's got all that Groundhog Day has plus actual Christmas. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, now, I'd say it could have worked without any Christmas element at all. But again, you'd have to work bloody hard to extricate Christmas from Because you could have just made it a birthday present instead of Christmas. Yeah, exactly, right. But I feel like the additional Christmas theme mm. elevates the movie. I don't know if people would have cared as much if it didn't have Christmas in it. Because I feel mm. like that had another element to it, mm. which meant that it, I reckon that's what kept it as like a thing that stood the test of time. Something that, it, so the cult following is partly down to its Christmassy feel. Yes. It came out, guess... Mm. December the 8th. No, this is where it drops point. June June the 8th. Oh, Why? Weird that I got the 8th, but... Yeah, 1984. So, several years before Leaf Weapon and weird. Die Hard, But why June? Again? Yeah. Why? Well, well, the, the, the two times that films come out is summer and Christmas. But right? do you know what? I think what it is, is that back in the day, in mm. the 80s, the biggest time of year for films was summer. Well, Whereas still, now, still is. It, summer's pretty big, but yeah. Christmas is like the big time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I, I wouldn't ever go to the cinema around no. Christmas. But well, apparently it, it actually, actually, sidebar, it actually annoys me that Star Wars comes out at Christmas. I know. I used to like when um, when I was a kid yeah. and Lord of the Rings came out at mm. Christmas because I'd go with my family and mm. we watched Lord of the Rings. It was exciting. Every every Christmas, a Lord of the Rings but movie. Now, Lord of the Rings, not a Christmas movie. But, but we're too, but, it's too busy. I haven't got time. I'm busy around Christmas. Oh. Like, I'm literally like, when am I going to go see Star Wars? I'm going to get spawned on Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I'm stressing. It comes out like mid-December. Yeah, it, like, like even early it comes out like on the, yeah. like the 18th. It's uh, like, I'm, no, I ain't got time. time. And I'm going to get I'm gonna get spoiled. That's the last one as well. Really annoying. But yeah, in conclusion, do you agree? Yeah, I, I always agreed. <laughs> it was you that was meant to convince me that it wasn't a Christmas movie. And then you just turned around and went, do you know what? I've actually looked into it and I was totally See, wrong. I'm willing to admit my mistakes. Yeah. Which is very Christmas theme. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like the Scrooge of two geeks. Yeah. Cheers. Right, cheers. Need another. Let's have the other beer. Mm. Oh, this is strong. Yeah. 6.9% this one. Yeah, the second one's and 7%. One, so, oh, come on. All right. Yeah. Been a while since we've done this. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's a strange colour. That's a very odd colour. That is orange. Uh, oh, what does that taste of? 7.2%, or even 7%. All right. Right back to you. Mm. So so far, what what have we got? So Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. To to recap, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Lethal Weapon is not a Christmas. Is movie. not a Christmas movie. Christmas is incidental at best. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is, is a is a wintry, yeah. lovely, festive movie. Festive fest. Best enjoyed at Christmas yeah, time, but, but not but a Christmas not movie. a Christmas movie by definition. Gremlins is, is a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Okay. That was that was quite a quick yeah. debate. <laughs> and your next one. All right, this I feel is my. 
Oh, maybe not actually. Maybe maybe Groundhog Day was more of a stretch. But I think when you hear this, you'll think, how is that in any way a Christmas movie? But I, I think it's actually got a pretty good shout. All right. So my final entry yeah. in this episode, is it a Christmas movie? On Her Majesty's Secret Service. You're full of surprises, Contessa. So are you, Mr. Bond. Do you always arm yourself for a rendezvous? Occasionally, I seem to be excellent, Bron. Gate Crusher. Mark Arns Draco, head of the Union Court. I will to Teresa's father. Tracy. She needs help. Your help. Where is Ernst Stavro Blofeld? Blofeld? I wouldn't tell Her Majesty's Secret Service, but I might tell my future son-in-law. I suggest you revise the terms of your contract, Mr. Bond. You'll find your liability far too expensive. I was always taught that mistakes should be remedied, especially between lovers. Mr. Bond, is in love with you. You've got sharp eyes and beautiful... earlobes. The information that I now possess, the scientific means to control or to destroy the economy of the whole world. I have been training my own special... angels of death. I mean what I say, and I'll do what I claim. Tracy, an Asian shouldn't be concerned with anything but himself. We just have to go on the way we are. Huh. I love you. Now we have all the time in the world. So what are your immediate thoughts on hearing that? No. Why not? It's got snow in it, and that's it. All right. <laughs> great film. <laughs> it's a great film. Although, although... Mm. Weirdly, yeah. in the UK at least, I don't mm. know if this is an American thing, but in the UK, it became like a tradition over the years, since mm. like the 80s onwards, mm. for Bond films to mm. be on at Christmas. Yeah. I don't know if they'd still do that. Well, but, so, but by that definition, all Bond films are Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, but, but this one in particular yeah. is set you know in a snowy I, backdrop. I think they kind of stopped. They don't do that anymore, do they? Because I remember... It be the Bond film yeah, on Christmas Day. Yeah, because I remember, I remember one year, a few years ago, I, I looked through the Radio Times, as you do at Christmas, yeah. uh, and... There were like no Bond films on over Christmas. <sighs> I think it's I think it's a consequence of like streaming being a thing, and also like so many so many channels now. We used to yeah. have BBC One and ITV, but like so many channels, so that like Bonds on that ITV yeah. every used to have all the Bonds on over the Christmas period, and old Sherlock Holmes with Basil Rathbone. <laughs> it was great. Not anymore. What we got again? Call the midwife. Great. <laughs> like nothing against Call the midwife in particular. Strictly come dancing Christmas special. But it's like uh, Call the midwife again. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> so explain which one this one is. So this is the sixth James Bond film, yeah. released in 1969. Uh, the only film to star George Lazenby as 007. See, George Lazenby, mm. so if you don't know, Morgan mm. and I are both, inverted commas, journalists. Very much in inverted commas. Uh, at different websites. Mm. And we were told that George Lazenby mm. was available for interviews. He was in town. Promoting some audio drama that he was doing. Correct. And we were like, oh my God, finally. Well, no, first of all, Oh yeah. <laughs> First oh, yeah. of all, I'd e- I'd heard Lazenby was in town, so I, I heard a rumor. Yeah, Lazenby's in town. Yeah. So so I got in touch with his you know his people. Yeah. Lazenby's people, which sounds like some like like eighty series Lazenby's people, and uh, and was like any chance of an interview with George? Yeah. Did not hear back. Yeah. Because I was like, who's gonna want to talk to George Lazenby? Yeah. <laughs> and then you email or I think you messaged me. You messaged yeah. me being like, yeah, I've got Lazenby. <laughs> As like <laughs> the goal of, of like the one I'm the uh, Bond fan. Yeah. You're like eh. 
some of them aren't very good. And I'm like, this guy gets this guy gets into. I didn't tell you this at the time. I was fuming. I was like, I this guy gets it. interviewed. I George gave you the details of the PR and everything. Yeah. Then you actually put me onto the right yeah, people. Yeah. I, I, and then we both got it locked down, didn't we? Then eventually yeah. we were both going to interview Jordan yeah. Lazenby, yeah. and it was it was going to be great. Yeah. yeah. And then at the last minute, he cancelled. Yeah. Because he overslept. He did overslept. He's, now, old, he's, he's old now. He is in his what late eighties. Eighties. So it's like 80s. okay, well, fair enough. Yeah. But that might have that might have been your chance to speak to George Lazenby. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a bummer. I'm not gonna lie. But anyway, this is his one James Bond film. Yes, this is only James, anyway, just James Bond film. So in this film, on a Majesty's Secret Service from 1969, yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Bond faces Blofeld, played by uh, Telly Savalas. Oh, what a, what a combination! Yeah, Telly Savalas, what a great guy, uh, who is planning to hold the world ransom by the threat of sterilizing the world's food supply to a group of brainwashed angels of death. Along the way, Bond meets, falls in love with, and eventually marries Contessa Teresa Tracy de Vincenzo. Diana Rigg. Played by Diana Rigg. Ah. Ah. So you say, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, or Omus, as I like to call it, uh, is not a Christmas movie. However, it was released, and this seems to be you know, an important qualifier in this debate, <laughs> to some people, on the 18th of December 1969, released at Christmas. Okay, well, was at least that. Yeah. A large chunk of the film is set at Christmas. Yeah. Much of it on Christmas. Is it? Much of it on Christmas Day itself. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It's the only film in the Bond series with scenes set explicitly during Christmas this and all. New Year. Amazing. Merry Christmas 007. I mean, is that it? Merry Christmas 007. I mean, there's no other film that has, James Bond film that has Merry Christmas 007 in it. No, although The World Is Not Enough does have, oh, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Disgusting. <laughs> um, there are also festive celebrations in the film at Piz Gloria uh, with tinsel Christmas trees and Blofeld's Angels of Death yeah. receiving gifts. And during Bond's escape from the base... Uh, he's caught up in a in Christmas celebrations. He's chased through a festive market, filmed in uh, Grindelwald, Switzerland. You might say that the crimes being perpetrated by Blofeld and his men were crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> Very good. So <laughs> Congratulating about myself. About yourself. Uh, uh, there is also... Do you know what else there is in Her Majesty's Secret Service? Joanna Lumley? Jo- yeah, well, yes, Joanna, Joanna Lumley. Um, but do you know what else? What? A lot of snow. Yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot. There is a lot of snow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Blofeld's base being set in the Swiss Alps. This is um, this is the one with Louis Armstrong, isn't it? Yes. Because like, this is this is for me. Per- this this point that I'm making now, mm. bigging up that it is a Christmas movie, mm. is for me alone and no one else in the whole history of the world. Okay. Mm. So in 1994, mm. we have all the time the world was using a Guinness advert. Correct. And was re-released as a single. Now, the first time I was aware of like the charts was the Christmas chart of 1994, and I recorded it. And for some reason, for years and years, I just kept listening to it back. So I remember vividly the Christmas chart of 1994. We have all the time in the world was top ten that week. So, so wait, so wait, sorry, I didn't even realise this. You're giving me more fuel to the yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. We have all the time in the world was a top ten hit and Christmas at Christmas in 1994. So whenever I hear it, I feel Christmassy. But that's me personally, that's not everyone, but for me personally. I you can't see this, listeners, but I've thrown up my hands already in Triumph. You've just given me, like, that's an own, you've scored an own goal. <laughs> no, I'm, look, I'm at no, uh, look, as soon as you brought up the Christmas, I was like, oh, it's Christmas film. Yeah. I'm, I'm on your side. Yeah. Totally well, again, side. go back, so I'll get on to Armstrong. Mm. But there is a lot of snow. So, it, so, it, so in one sequence of the film, a blizzard 
uh, forces Bond and Tracy to a remote barn yeah. where Bond professes his love and proposes marriage, which she accepts. Very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. She does die later in the film, yeah. but you know, I know that. Louis Armstrong's famous love song, We Have All the Time in the World, yeah. the most famous uh, mm-hmm. song to come out of the film, which is now apparently a Christmas song, I've yeah. just found out. Yeah. But On Her Majesty's Secret Service also has its own original Christmas song, Does it? entitled Do You Know How Christmas Trees Are Grown? What? Performed by the Danish singer Nina. Oh, it did... features in the film in several scenes. All right. Not, not in I'm Rebel Loons, Nina. A different Nina. So I assume it's a different Nina. Do you know how Christmas trees are grown? They need sunshine. Sunshine can't grow Christmas trees alone. They need raindrops. Raindrops can't grow Christmas trees, here's the reason why. In the winter, rain will freeze and the trees will die. Do you know how Christmas... I mean, that was diabolical, <laughs> but Christmas nonetheless. Yeah. Again, I, I, I know we did decide that the Weapon wasn't a Christmas film. Yeah. But On a Manchester Secret Service is listed on Wikipedia, again, as a British Christmas film. It's under that category. Okay. Uh, and... The Prince Charles Cinema in London, a very reputable institute, uh, is showing on a Majesty's Secret Service over the Christmas period. And we have tickets to see it. We do. We do. We do. Yeah. So, okay. James, right. James Bond falling in love at Christmas. Yeah. What would be more festive? Okay. You've, you've won me over in the respect that I thought it had no relation to Christmas whatsoever. And again, I thought you were just bringing up a film which had snow in it. So five minutes ago, you, you said it was a Christmas movie. No, no, no. Right. Okay. What? You no, no, no. You I'm, no, I'm going back on my reasonings. I've got to be. I've got. What's the word? I've got to have some continuity here. Mm. I've got to be fair. I'd say mm. far more of a Christmas movie than I thought it was. Yeah. The only Christmas Bond movie. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. In terms of whether it's a Christmas film. Yeah. The plot has nothing to do with the Christmas element of it. But they, but they literally like there's, there's scenes where like the angels of death are getting like presents like oh it's Christmas okay, it's okay. great it's great he's like oh it's Christmas Blofeld so, I made that up basically. so with Lethal Weapon yeah it had nothing really to do with the Christmas aspect no whereas there are bits of this film which you kind of needed it to be at Christmas so something that I think is the reason that he's there because of Christmas no so oh I think that is that is that is a, something we've you know a, the crux of this argument right. is do things happen in this film I mean. yeah. specifically because it's Christmas? And even though you could make them happen for another reason, Christmas spurs the plot. It does which, spur which the it plot. does which it no, which it does in Die it Hard does. and it does in Gremlins, right? Yeah. That's the argument. But it doesn't in this film. It doesn't. See. But but it would be such a pain in the ass to take Christmas out of On a Majesty's Secret Service. There's yeah. so much Christmas in it. Like, admittedly, that's the same argument for which we said Lethal Weapon was not a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. But that like there's only like a couple of Christmas scenes in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Christmas runs it's throughout. It's it's like a, it's like a vein that runs throughout. So it's not Christmas. like it's set at Christmas at the beginning and then it isn't set at Christmas the rest. Of the Most day. of the film is set at Christmas. Okay. In, in fact, like like literally like a big chunk of it is set on Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. Bond literally proposes. I think he proposes on Christmas Day, and then and then he gets buried in an avalanche on Boxing Day. No, it's not. I mean, Boxing Day is always shit, isn't it? It's always like, it's always a come down. <laughs> it's always depressing. Yeah, you might as well lose your lover at the same time. Um, do you know what? Mm. I don't know if it's just Christmas and being festive. Yeah, I'm gonna allow it. Yes. Yeah. On a magic secret service, yeah. officially, officially a Christmas film. Cheers. Cheers. Nice noise. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, my last one. It's a controversial opinion. 
So you've stuck with this one? I've stuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Right, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be fun because I get to do my James Stewart, which yeah. I know everyone loves. Yeah. Not a Christmas movie. Now that is an outrageous yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's a Wonderful... <laughs> Go no, on. do you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save You're it. Gonna save it. I'm, I'm going to save it. When I least expect it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, look, it's often called the best Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, famously. Now, I would say, yes, fantastic movie. Well, I would even dispute that. Whoa. I, I just don't like It's a Wonderful Life. What are you talking about? Right. I remember it because I remember everyone was talking about It's a Wonderful Life being the best Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> and so it was on telly one year. And I was like, right, can sit down, watch It's a Wonderful Life. Came on. The first scene is like the moon. Okay, the moon is the a bit moon of an odd bit. Talking to the earth or something. And it's like, Hey Moon, how are you doing? Okay. And it's like, yeah, Earth, we're it's a wonderful. Life. I was like, what is this? It's <laughs> admittedly that bit's a bit odd. Dreadful. But you know. Hello, Joseph. Trouble? Looks like we'll have to send someone down. A lot of people asking for help for a man named George Bailey. George Bailey? Yes, tonight's his crucial night, you're right. We'll have to send someone down immediately. Whose turn is it? That's why I came to see you, sir. It's a clockmaker's turn again. Oh, Clarence hasn't got his wings yet, has he? We've passed him up right along. Because, you know, sir, he's got the IQ of a rabbit. Yes, but he's got the faith of a child. Simple. So if you don't know, um, it's a wonderful life. I mean, if I'm giving spoilers away for a film that came out in the 40s, then, you know. Um, James Stewart playing George Bailey. Great guy, lovely guy, everyone loves him. But he's going through some financial hardships. Um just one thing after another just gets on his tits and he's just like do, yeah. you know, do you know what fuck it I'm going to kill myself actually going to kill himself mm. and then this angel comes down from heaven and is like no George you got to see what life was like without you but first he goes through like his history of his life yeah. um, goes through all that and then and then he then he sees what life would be like if he never existed right. and he realises oh shit life's actually even though my life's shit I've actually yeah. improved so many people's lives yeah. I won't kill myself yeah. Um, that was another reason I don't like It's a Wonderful Life <laughs> because because he's like my job, my life is terrible. I I wanted to get out of this yeah. rubbish town and achieve my goals, and I I haven't done any of it. Rubbish. And then the angel comes down and goes, "No, George, but look at all this good you've done." And then he's like, "Yeah, great." It's like he still hasn't done any of the stuff he no. wanted to do. No, no. Celebration of mediocrity. Yeah. That's what It's a Wonderful Life is. Um, because <laughs> you know you know I hate one of my least favorite things in the world is mm. people being a devil's advocate yeah. for, for the sake of being a devil's advocate. Mm. Just being a dick. <laughs> but I am being it here. Because, yeah. you know, if I'm honest, like, yeah. obviously it's a wonderful life as a Christmas movie. But when I'm delving into it, it's not really. What are your arguments against? So, the majority of It's a Wonderful Life isn't set at Christmas. The no. majority of the film. I'd say like 90% of the film yeah. isn't at Christmas and, at all. And lest we forget, yeah. that's why you said Holiday Inn was not necessarily yes. a Christmas movie. But Holiday Inn had more Christmas than It's a Wonderful Life. At least Holiday Inn had White Christmas, the song. Mm. Um, most of the film has nothing to do with Christmas at all. Yeah. So it's, it's it, not called It's a Wonderful Christmas. No. Well, the, the film is, is, is more kind of like a biography of George. It's like looking through his life. Mm. So it goes through... It's not like it goes through Christmas by Christmas by Christmas. Yeah. It just goes through his life, regardless yeah. of Christmas. Um, and, and it focuses on his like financial problems and all that kind of stuff. What does, thinking about it, what does it actually have to do with Christmas? So, I mean, it starts at Christmas. Right. Ends at Christmas. Well, yeah, is that the same Christmas? It's the same Christmas. Right. Because he, it's Christmas, he's like, oh, shit, this is all crap, oh, fuck it. And then, and then... <laughs> this is a brilliant... Oh, oh, oh shit, oh, crap, oh, fuck it. You know, everything's getting on my tits. 
Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna top myself. I, I'm gonna kill myself because that's really getting on my tits. <laughs> Is that what he says? Word for word, verbatim. And then he, um, and then it comes back to the end when he's yeah. seen everything yeah. that he needs to see. A bit like Scrooge, I guess. Yeah, very. And then, um, then it goes back to the same Christmas, and that's when the town folk band together and. And that annoys me as, as well because yeah. the whole isn't it the, like he's going through financial hardships yeah. and Mr. Potter <laughs> Mr. Potter like yeah. steals the money from yeah. him yeah. and at the end all the townsfolk very yeah. kindly are like well we all like because yeah. George we actually love you you're such yeah. a great guy we all like rallied round and got money and we here's the money yeah. and he's like oh everyone, everyone's great yeah. ah. but Potter gets away with the money oh yeah he totally gets away with it that's one of my points actually um does it have like a Christmassy message at all? Not really. Well, so, sort of. It's like it's like goodwill to to well, all thinking, men. Well, thinking perhaps message, except Mister Potter, who's a dick. Well, the message of the film maybe it's all about you know making you feel warm and Christmassy. Yeah. Uh, George given a tough time by this cruel banker played by like Drew Barrymore's like great granddad or something. It's Lionel Barrymore. Who is he to Drew? He's someone to Drew Barrymore. Who's John Barrymore? John Barrymore. John Barrymore. Who's John Barrymore? So Drew Barrymore is the grand niece of Lionel Barrymore, who's the baddie in It's Wonderful Life. John Barrymore mm. was an American actor of stage and screen. Uh, his son was John Drew Barrymore, who is the father of Drew Barrymore. Oh. So, oh, God, if you go on Wikipedia, the Barrymore family. The Barrymore dynasty. Wow. They were also the inspiration of the West End play called The Royal Family. Wow, well, there you go. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> who knew we'd end up here? But the whole point is, so George given a horrible time by Lionel Barrymore, yeah. faces financial ruin... Maybe even a prison sentence. He thinks about suicide, finds out that everyone would have a shit time if he wasn't there. He accepts the prison sentence, but then the town gathers to get a collection for their all small. F- they're all poor themselves. Yeah. Give them the money, but the banker still gets to take home eight thousand dollars in essentially stolen funds. Yeah. So the bankers win. Great. Jumping in friends with Phoebe. It's a sucky life, and it's a. What was it she says? It just kept getting worse and worse. It should have been called It's a Sucky Life. And just when you think it can't suck anymore, it does. So it, it doesn't... I know it gives the message of, oh, you know, your your neighbour and be nice to each other and forgiveness and whatever. Yeah, but but it's like... if Sadie still gets away with it. If some dick rips you off, everyone else has to make up for it. That's yeah. Not, that's not very Christmassy. But look, I'd say that in this film, Christmas is more of a kind of a framing device. Yeah. Starting with a brief four-minute opening and intro on Christmas Eve with the moon and all that. Mm. After that, the film goes on for one hour and 12 minutes without any Christmas at all. Right, and the thing we've, we've you know, decided is the crux of mm. Is It a Christmas Movie is does Christmas spur the plot along? And I, I would argue It's a Wonderful Life could exist without Christmas. But then it does it, though, because the whole point of it is... I'm sort of backtracking on myself now <laughs> because the reason they're all getting together and helping yeah. him give all the money and stuff yeah. and the reason he's having such a horrible time is because it's Christmas... Do you know what mm. I mean? Because if it was like August the 9th, he'd be like, Ugh, I mean, this is shit, but it's all right, I'll get through it. Uh, because uh, it's Christmas. Oh, uh, uh, this is terrible, but at least it's not Christmas. And at the end, the, <laughs> the tree's up, and he's like, every time a bell rings, yeah. and it, oh, An angel shit. gets its wings. Shit. I'm sort no, of disagreeing myself. Uh, no, I know. The last 58 minutes are set on Christmas Eve. but they, 58 minutes? Yeah. So How long is this film? It is quite long. But it doesn't have necessarily any sort of Christmassy images. It still sort of just focuses on George and how everything's shit. It's only, I think everyone is blinded mm. by the final scene where the tree's yeah. up in the background. Yeah. Everyone's singing Old Lang Syne. Yeah. Everyone's having a great which is, time. Which is a New Year's song. Yeah. But Maybe everyone's... it's a New Year's movie. <laughs> yeah. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. 
Attaboy, Clarence. But I, I think we're just sort of blinded by that. Although it was released on December 20th. Ah, shit. Shit, do you know what? I'm sort of backtracking now. In my own rules that I've invented during this podcast, mm. this film only exists because it's Christmas. Because the angel only comes down because it's Christmas Eve. Ah, but, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but that's magic. Ah, oh, shit. Shit. Because, yeah, he only comes down because it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. And the family, the, the town folk only get together because it's Christmas Eve. They wouldn't give a shit if it was any other time of year. <laughs> they wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't. Ah, oh, crap. So it you, is a Christmas movie. You've, con- you've, you've, you've convinced yourself. Yeah. Well, who could have seen that coming? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Ah. No. Even though the majority of the, Christ- of the film isn't set at Christmas at all. Yeah. But the crux is Christmas. But it is all about Christmas. All right. I disagree with myself. <laughs> you know what? You know, after, the, after 60 episodes, yeah. that, that's where we've got to. We, you disagreeing well, with yourself. That's even that's worse than in Tom I can retire. Mor- the Tom versus Morgan episode where I just sort of gave you the victory. Yeah, I've, you I've, did. I've given myself the victory, so no, I you, win. No, you've given yourself the loss. I lose and win. <laughs> yeah, shit. Mm. Do you know what, though? Christmas is all about admitting your mistakes and... Yeah, but you, you, you've admitted a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Christmas film. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, would, I would never have disputed it. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, That's it. So to recap. Yes. The official... The Two Geeks, Two Beers official yes. opinion yes. is that... Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. Lethal Weapon is not a Christmas movie. What was after that? Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is not a Christmas movie, but a very nice movie to watch at Christmas. <laughs> Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yes. There was never much argument about that. I don't know why no, we talked about it. No. Once. Once. On Her Majesty's Secret Service is kind of a Christmas movie. Kind, kind of, sort of, a bit of a Christmas movie. We're allowing it. Yeah. It's Wonderful Life. Upon reflection. <laughs> Is obviously a Christmas movie. Upon reflection, <laughs> it's obviously a Christmas movie. Can you do James Stewart doing all the films? So can you do um, first? I want you yeah. to do John McClane. Okay. Are <laughs> uh, you be cut out, motherfucker? Now Robert Murtagh, Roger. Is it Roger or Robert? Roger. Let's say Roger Murtagh. Uh, uh, I'm I'm too old for this shit. I don't know any lines in Gremlins. What about um, Old Majesty's Secret Service? Uh, Bond. So, so, the, the last yeah, line. No, yeah. no, 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 no. The last, so, the last well, lovely well, line. Well, no, so, so you definitely say, oh, oh, this never happened to the other fella. <laughs> Why can't we just maintain the status quo? <laughs> the last line as well, the sound uh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's quite all right, really. Uh, she's having a rest. Uh, we're going on soon. We have all the time in the world. You don't need to do it's wonderful life because because that's because because you could listen to actual James Stewart doing that. <laughs> that was fun. Mm. All right, well, good. Well, the festive fun is done. So the only ones that aren't a Christmas movie mm. is Groundhog Day. No, Lethal and Weapon. Lethal Weapon. So only two of them. Yeah, and Groundhog Day sort of is <laughs> best. Best enjoyed at Christmas. Okay. You know, like when it, when you got like food that's going to expire and it's like best before. Right. It's like you can still eat it a good week. Yeah, after exactly. It's like, it's like best yeah. enjoyed at Christmas, but fine any other time of the year. All right. So the festive fun is done. Uh, but you can listen back to all 59 of our previous episodes at our website, which is twogeekstwobeers.com, including five previous Christmas episodes. I looked it up. Oh, wow. Episode 15, 
25, 36, and 49. Nice. Uh, we're also on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I don't know what it's called yeah, these days. whatever it's called. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you'll find Two Geeks. Head to our social channels. So, at Two Geeks Cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll have some little goodies there every now and then, which is always nice. Visit our YouTube channel, uh, put Two Geeks, Two Beers into YouTube and you'll find us with clips from early episodes that you can share with friends to help them start their 2020 off right. Nice. And don't forget, tis the season of goodwill, so why not sponsor us on Patreon? Please. Uh, where you can sponsor the podcast, help to fund our recording sessions, our equipment, all your money goes directly back into making the show and you'll get special bonus material, special festive gifts, uh, <laughs> including exclusive Patreon-only episodes, outtakes, and depending on how much you donate... Even a mini episode or full length episode that's exclusive to you. Uh, you can also email us uh, podcast at two geeks two beers.com. Fire over your feedback and ideas for future episodes. Help us shape the show for 2020. 2020 vision. <laughs> so to play us out mm. from now officially the best Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard, okay. it's Let It Snow yeah. by Vaughn Monroe. Apparently. Yeah. It's finest hour. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Even though we were recording this in November. Yeah. Oh, God, that's strong. He's weird. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping. And I bought some corn for popping The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire Slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbying. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Sorry, what? Guess who did the music for Lethal Weapon? Michael Kamen. Yeah. Didn't yeah. that? Now you've said that, I'm like... Oh, it's a legend. You... With Eric Clapton, it says here. Yeah, that's right. So when... You definitely all, do all that... Bow, bow. Because, yeah. um... It's going to go at the end. When you said Michael Kamen, I mean, you thought, oh, the guy did Lethal Weapon. And what else did he do? Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard and Lethal yeah. Weapon. Two in a row. Kamen, what a legend. Oh, he died in 2003. He came and he, he came and he saw he conquered. What else did he do? He did... did Highlander. He did ba- what? He did Highlander. Did he do Batman? No, it's Danny Elfman. He did so in a row. He mm. did well. He did Brazil as well. Brazil. He did Highlander. So eighty six Highlander, eighty seven Lethal Weapon, eighty eight Die Hard, eighty nine License to Kill. Yeah, he did and do that. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. He did Die Hard two in nineteen ninety. Prince of Thieves in ninety one. What a run this is. Cayman. He did all the Lethal Weapon films essentially. Last Action Hero, Three Musketeers, Die with a Vengeance, and then Jack. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers. Ah, no, it's all gone wrong for Cayman. Dreams May Come, Iron Giant, X Men. Oh, nice. Memento. Come back, come back. Band of Brothers. Whoa. And then he's. Oh, I was going to say, oh, he stopped in 2004. So he died the previous year. But it, what he, a run. He redeemed himself. What a run end, that is. That is. Yeah. 
Well, cheers to Michael Kamen, apparently. Merry Christmas, Michael Kamen. <laughs> You're a good man, Michael Kamen. <laughs>